Welcome to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. I'm Jennifer Griffith. And I'm Natasha Gaines. As two busy women juggling high profile jobs, family, friends, bills, and everything else life throws our way, we know what it's like to feel stressed out and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And from personal experience, we also know what it's like to pull ourselves out of that place by using the right skills and tools to get our lives into alignment. Absolutely, we're here to share those same tools with you so that you can also turn your desires into reality. If you're interested in learning more about money and abundance, how to create a better work-life balance, and how to pursue your passions without sacrificing your dreams, then we invite you to join us each week to gain powerful tools to help you succeed in business and life. When money meets soul, magic will happen. Hey listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Today we are thrilled to be speaking with Marla Mervis Hartman, creator of Love Your Body, Love Yourself. After years of struggling with her own dysfunctional body relationship, Marla has transformed her experiences into services to help women discover, honor, and find appreciation for their bodies. As a professional, Marla has been featured at TEDx Salinas. She was a leading body image expert at and Reiki master at Journey Malibu, a drug and alcohol rehabilitation center. And Marla's studies include women's sexual wellness, postpartum care, tantra, yoga, and massage therapy. In all of her work, Marla is devoted to empowering women to feel good about themselves and to live the life they desire. And today, Marla is speaking with us about how negative body image and emotional eating habits or emotional eating can inhibit our self-love and block our success in our relationships. Marla, thank you so much for joining. You're obviously very well accomplished, and we love that you're here to share a story with us. So welcome. I'm so happy to be here with you. This is really exciting. Thank you for having me. Of course. Can you just tell us a little bit more about you? I mean, obviously you're, you're done a lot already based on the bio that I just gave, but can you tell us a little bit more on how you got to where you are today? So I am where I am right now because of my own struggles as many people who are in business and the type of business that I am as a coach and a speaker. And Mm -hmm. I really struggled with a lot of dysfunctional eating and body image and just you know, you name it, I binged, I purged, I restricted, I dieted, Mm -hmm. I obsessed about what I was eating. And this started very young. It started at a very young age. I was also an actor and I'm a dancer. So I was looking in the mirror all the time and it became a crutch for me. It came a crutch that the way that I dealt with my, with life in general and emotions was either to eat or to not eat to go Mm -hmm. on a diet to fix something. So everything was very external. And so it, I would say that the, the, I was in recovery for this for a very long time. And when I finally got the piece and we'll get into all the nitty gritty of all that, but when I finally healed and I finally like put all of the pieces together on you know, how I was working with myself through Reiki and personal growth and sexual wellness. And when I finally pieced it all together and had that moment of, oh, you know, uh-huh. like acceptance, acceptance of my body, acceptance who, who I am. And this is the body I'm in if I want to be healthy, right? Mm-hmm. This is a body, like I could be five, 10 pounds lighter, but I'm not going to be 
healthy in the mental, I'm going to be just a crazy person. Mm -hmm. So when I finally got that, it was like, oh, this is what, this is all, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be like using all the skills, all the tools that I have as a woman, as you know, someone who knows how to speak to people and just my own experience to navigate people from the place of emotional eating and diet culture and just really the epidemic that our society is in and women are in and don't even really know it, yeah. right? Which is no. very piece. And yeah. so that's why I'm here and that's why and I have to say, I can't believe I'm here, right? Like from where I came from and the places that I have been and the dark nights of soul that I have rolled around in for me to be able to, to share this message and say, no, you can feel good in your body and no, you yeah. can feel peace with food and you can let go of the obsession is, is quite a miracle. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank yeah. you for sharing your story. Cause what I find is it's through these lived life experiences that mm -hmm. people can really, they make a bigger impact because yeah. you know what it's like. You've been there. Oh. You're not just someone who read it in a textbook or studied it in school. And this is the approach you've lived through it. You get it. So yeah. thank you for a, for recovering and surviving and taking the role of that warrior to come forth and now teach others and tell them, Hey, there's hope. It can't, you can heal. You can recover. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. It can get better and don't get stuck in that. Right. There is. And I know it because I've been there and listened to me. So thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. Yeah. I think what you said is interesting when you said some of us, um, you know, there's so much negativity and we're not even aware of it because it's interesting for me, Tasha, you and I are very positive individuals. And yet, what did I do right before we jumped on this call? I'm not wearing makeup today. I've been running all over the place, working, doing, I personally, I don't think I look good. I feel blah. So, you know, mm -hmm. that's how I, I think that's how I look, but I apologized for how I look. I shouldn't mm -hmm. have to do that. This yeah. is, this is me. This is me every day. Well, you know, whether or not you like it, oh, well, you know, that's not my problem. This is me. It's who I am. And I shouldn't have to apologize for that. And yet, why is it that I feel that I do? Right? Like, why yeah. is it that I start by saying that? And Tasha, I know for you, I think you're one of the most beautiful people I know. And yet a lot of the time when we talk, you're like, oh, I have to lose a couple more pounds or I have to do this. And it's like, uh, I constantly have to lose weight. That's just all the time. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a pressure that we put on ourselves. What I would like to know is how you get to that point where you feel comfortable in your own body or you feel comfortable with yourself. Um, I don't like generally necessarily make apologies for my looks, but I am constantly, it is something that I, I constantly think about as far as like weight gain, weight loss. Um, so where do you get, how do you get to the point where, where you're at? How'd you do it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there's, there's a lot to talk about in what we're just shared, you know, like I, <laughs> I call it like bonding over bitching, which is right. what we do they <laughs> yes. together. They bond over bitching. And, and why do we do that? We do that. And, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm answering your question, Natasha, in a roundabout way here. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we, we come to, we come together, we apologize for what we look like, or we put ourselves down and yeah. we do it, I think what happens is we like, I want you to know that I know that my butt is big. 
And if you know that I know that it's that it's big and it's it's wrong and it's bad, then I feel like a sense of peace, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than mm-hmm. like I can own my butt and it's way too big and I'm okay with that. But yeah. for some reason, we it's not safe to like our, our ourselves. We put we're in the society where we're constantly being told that our bodies, if they're not perfect, then we're supposed to want them to be cha- to, to be different. Right. Like, it's we're like supposed it's, yeah. to strive for that. It's like that striving sort of thing where it's it, it, it keeps us in, you know, like always wanting to lose weight. It's like, well, what would happen if you didn't? What would mm-hmm. happen if you took took that and be like, well, I don't even know what to do. What, what, what would I do with myself? Well, yeah, I'm not what would safe, I do with all that energy? Right? <laughs> what would you do? A, what would you do with all that energy? But to, to go even deeper in that is to look at what is the fear to let go of it? Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what mm-hmm. I had to find. I had to find, okay, because if I let go and say that my body is okay where it is right now, oof, oh, the fear that comes up, the like the oh my God, is that okay? Am I allowed to be in the body right now and not want to lose weight? Well, what would mm-hmm. I do? How would that affect my food? How would, how would that affect my life? Like that for me, and I don't know what it is for you, Natasha, or for anyone on the listeners out there, but to listen to that fear and to, to name it, like that fear for me is if I let go of the need to lose weight And even when I did lose weight and I was at a number, there was still Mm -hmm. fear and I needed the fear because if I didn't have the fear, then I wouldn't control myself and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't keep myself down. So no fear meant that I accepted myself. And then, well, what does that mean? Because a lot of women will Mm -hmm. say, well, if I accept myself, does that mean I'm just going to let myself go? Does that Mm -hmm. mean I'm just going to, I know if I accept myself, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to eat too much sugar. I'm going to lie around. I'm going to do all these opposite And so the fear is almost like a diet tactic. For me, it was, it was a way to control Mm -hmm. and keep myself in that mode. And so it's, it's really uh, slowing down and it's, it's really like a choice. And sometimes it's in the moment, like these, these situations and these places are slowing down and being like, well, what would it be like if today I accepted my body? What would it be like if for the next two hours, when I go to this party, I let myself feel comfortable in my body? You see, because it's a muscle. We're creating a muscle. We've created a negative self-talk muscle and a negative way of looking at ourselves. So now we got to slowly build this other way and this other filter of how we see life and ourselves. Yeah. So what's the difference then between acceptance and approval? So I might Mm -hmm. accept the way my body is right now, but I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. like how it looks. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do we configure that? Yeah. So I like to look at it and I like that approval. So I like to look at it. There's a difference between liking ourselves and loving ourselves. Yeah. So you may not like what you look like, but you still want to love yourself. Mm -hmm, You still mm want to show up and have respect. So say you have your partner 
Um, and you're like, I'm not liking what he's doing. I didn't, I'm not enamored by this situation going on over here at all. Don't like it. Don't like how it's showing up, but I still love you. And I still show up for respect and I'm still honoring. I don't think we do that for ourselves. So you may not like what it is, but are you, how can you still love yourself? Meaning Mm -hmm. how can you not restrict and make yourself wrong and bad and um, go on a diet and strip everything away? That's not love, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a difference between liking and respecting and loving. And when we look Mm -hmm. at that and kind of pull that apart, we can still show up for ourselves because I mean, it's not like I like what I look like every single day, you know, and I can mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable, right? But when I feel uncomfortable in my body, it isn't, it doesn't define me and it doesn't make mm-hmm. my day good or bad. It's just, I mm-hmm. feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. that has been, you know, we, my husband and I have been dealing with infertility for many years and part of my journey mm-hmm has really included that because for so long, when you work out or you do things, it's like, okay, I'm finally at a point where I feel good. Oh my gosh, but I don't want to get pregnant or that fear of when I get pregnant, this is all going to go away. I'm going to become flabby. I'm going to have a stretch mark. Nothing's ever going to go back to where it is. So in over the years, what I've had to do is exactly start to love my body and appreciate it for my gosh, even if it's not, my tummy isn't as flat as it once was. It's like, you know what? Thank you for being healthy so that I can welcome a child or thank you for this healthy body to then give life and give birth. Thank you for my strong legs and thank you for my strong arms. I've had to train myself in a sense to kind of retrain the way I look and speak to myself to help me get to a point now where it's like, well, all that matters is that I have a healthy vessel to hopefully create life versus mm-hmm. the creating that negativity that could ultimately be a block, right? Something that's stopping it. I'm so fixated on, I don't want stretch marks. I don't want to gain weight. I, that that's also preventing something from happening. So it is loving and appreciating what you have. Mm-hmm. And it's not putting the fears aside either, right? Like we're mm-hmm. not, we're not bypassing our fear. We're not bypassing and being like, oh, I just need to appreciate myself. You know, like, cause that's what women can do too. It's like, I, I used to beat myself up for beating myself up. Marla, stop it. You're so vain. Why are you putting all your energy into this? This is stupid. You should get over this. This is just like mm-hmm. ridiculous. But that was, it was true. It was painful. It was a painful um, situation. A lot of women are just like in so much pain around what their body looks like and how they feel with their food. And so it's not about bypassing it to find the appreciation. It's like what you said, retraining and finding love, but also acknowledging like, I feel really scared about this. I feel scared Mm -hmm. about losing the body and that rites of passage of moving from, you know, the maiden to the mother. Mm -hmm. It's, they are, it's like, it's important to slow down and feel and be with ourselves. Yeah. How how much of, go ahead, Jen. No. I'm going to kind of go in a different direction. So go ahead. Well, I was just, well, I kind of am too. So, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, I mean, I was just curious. I I know it's pretty obvious that a lot of this comes from media, right? There's a lot of media influence to look a certain way. And there's these impossible standards Mm -hmm. that uh, and by impossible, I mean, literally impossible because that's not even what you know, without, with the airbrushing and everything else that goes on. Right. And you can, that's another whole topic, but 
how much of that influences our own thoughts on what we look like and then these standards of what everybody else should look like and we're trying to adhere to something that isn't even ever going to happen but how do we how do we challenge that like I know we're talking about what we can do on an individual basis and how we speak to ourselves but is there something we can do to kind of challenge that status quo as well I mean make it so that so yeah and I think it's important. It's like we need to sometimes fight for our happiness and fight mm -hmm. for our sanity. And when we're filling ourselves up on social media and Instagram with feeds of, you know, women's butts who are, you know, they're all working out their butts or they're, you know, what, like the, the health and the fitness and all these standards Mm -hmm. that are so high and we know it like we know it right we're in yeah. in we're intelligent women intelligent human beings who mm -hmm. know that that is airbrushed mm -hmm. and yeah. we get it yeah. but there's still it hits a part of us that feels unworthy it makes us and it, it it's so important to i think take our power back Mm -hmm. And the power mm -hmm. coming from just not following these people. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. really not following it and making it a point to follow people who are a little more body positive or a little more real or mm -hmm. who are not just showing these, these kind of things and also giving ourselves a break from social media and pulling ourselves yeah. back. I mean, the interesting mm -hmm. thing for me is because I work with a, a lot of college students and college um, sororities, and they will tell me that their issue is about how they show up mm. and how they okay. can show up on, on social media, on Instagram. So it's not even about their bodies in person. They're worried about their yeah. bodies right. on social media, yeah. which is fascinating mm -hmm. to me, mm -hmm. right? So it is about taking our power back. And I think that is also, it also goes back to what we were saying is like being around women and being around friends who are full of positivity mm -hmm. yeah. and, and really building each other up and creating an environment where, where it's just not acceptable. Yeah. Right. It's just not acceptable to put yourself down. Like what, you know, in, in my world with my sisters and my friends, they'll, they'll be like, love your body, love yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah, that's great. That that's something I just thought. So we, Jen and I just did a podcast where we were talking about Jen had this great idea that if somebody says something um, negative and they do like a, what if, so um, say they're a warrior, like you go on a trip and, oh, what if we run out of water on the trip? And then they have to, if they, fine, go ahead and say that. But every time you say something like that, then you have to say three things that would be positive. So what if we have a spectacular time? What if the car breaks down and we run across a pot of gold? Whatever. Right. So what <laughs> So what if instead we play that what if game with this? So every time you hear one of your girlfriends say something negative, she also has to turn around and say something 
three things that are positive about her yes. body. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love start doing that. that. Let's do that. We'll start this <laughs> yeah. weekend, Tosh. We yeah. will. <laughs> and you know, I think what you're saying yeah, is so like important it. because with social media, even before social media, it's gotten way worse now, but movies, mm-hmm. ad magazines, advertisements, uh, this has existed for a long time. And there are a lot of companies and we have to give them credit who are kind of changing that, right? They're now putting women. They are. All different shapes and sizes and colors, which yeah. is beautiful. I love those campaigns. We need to do more of that. What, you know, and again, magazines, I mean, come on some, I remember doing a report in college many, many years ago that showed what one of the big makeup companies was doing. They had the model Mm -hmm. when she was in the studio, all done up. And then when it went to production, what they, she was already gorgeous. She was a top model. And then you saw how they edited all of her features and made her nose smaller and her cheeks skinnier. It was horrifying because you're like, oh my gosh, she was already beautiful and you're making her fake. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's not really her. Mm -hmm. So it's existed for a long time. And I have to tell you, one of my most favorite celebrities, I've loved this band and I'm going to just say it. I'm not even going to hide it. I've always liked the band No Doubt. We're from Orange County. Love the band No Doubt. And I love Gwen Stefani. And Gwen Stefani is a 50-year-old woman who looks freaking amazing at her age for doing what she does. I'm sure she has nutritionists and all the help in the world to get her to look what she does. If you haven't seen her music videos lately, watch one of them. And, you know, she's known for crop tops and low pants, you know, kind of showing her stomach. What she's doing now is she's covering her stomach, like with almost like, a, it's not a pantyhose, but it almost looks like netting to keep everything in. And whenever I see that, I'm like, shame on you. Because if you're afraid to show your amazing hot body, the rest of us, how are, how are you making us feel? Like I'm nowhere near you. I don't look like you, but now you're making me question if Gwen Stefani, hot and amazing as she is, is afraid to show her tummy just expose it, then we're all doomed. You know, so I feel like the message she's sending, that's what I take. So it's like, girlfriend, you're hot. You have an amazing body. Show it is what I want to say. You know, so I find it's unfortunate when women who are gorgeous and at that level you can tell they still have, we all have insecurities, but the message they're now, the message I'm getting from her is a negative message. And if I feel that way, I can't imagine I'm the only one, you know? So and it's, I feel it's like that's the important thing to look at is that we are all in this together right. and women are all in it together. And it, it reminds me of the comparing and despairing Mm-hmm. that we do, you know, we're mm-hmm. constantly comparing ourselves to other, other women. We're looking mm-hmm. around. I, I used to do that all the time. That was my ammo. It's a way that I saw life was, am I as skinny as her? What is she eating? Oh, I, she's eating that big yeah. thing. I bet she didn't eat anything this morning. What am I <laughs> safe? You know, like yeah. what, you, oh, oh, she wore that. She wore that. I wouldn't wear that. And I'm thinner than her. Or, you know, like right. all these negative yeah. things yeah. that we don't even know that we're saying, right? And it reminds me of just like the, the importance, like if Gwen Stefani is feeling uncomfortable, right? So it's like the vulnerability that she is having mm-hmm. as a woman and puts mm-hmm. us all in this, in this pocket of like, we need to support each other and hold sure. each other up. Right. And, right. Yeah. and, and just know that like, this is, this is an epidemic and it's really being fed by diet culture and diet culture is like a $7 billion industry. Absolutely. And why is that? 
It's yeah. that because it doesn't, because diets don't work, right? So we're doing the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, which mm-hmm. creates this shame cycle that keeps us going back. And then we think we're wrong because we can't do the diet. And it's like the diet was broken to begin with. Right. It doesn't yeah. work. Right. Yeah. And so here we are in this, in this um, re- reality that's been force fed to us. And not even just force fed right now, like as children, like Mm -hmm. what our, what our mother is saying, what our, you know, our sisters, our aunts are, you know, like, oh, I can't go, I can't go swimming because, you know, my belly's too fat right now. And I'm not going to put a bathing Mm -hmm. suit on. Like, what does that say to us? Oh, I'm only allowed to have fun if my body's a certain way. Hey everyone. Did you ever wish you had a friend who was constantly supporting your dreams to make more money, pursue your passions, or live a more relaxed lifestyle? Well, here we are. Success, financial freedom, balance, whatever you want to create in your life, you can have it and we're sharing the tools to help you get there. That's right, because sometimes all it takes to achieve your goals is a tribe of people cheering you on and we're here to do just that for you. Yes, we are. When you join our tribe, every week you'll receive powerful tools to help you achieve financial freedom, create a better work-life balance and pursue your dreams. For only $5.55 a month, You'll receive access to affirmations, mantras, guided meditations, EFT tapping sessions, articles, and tip sheets that all specifically focus on money and abundance, work-life balance, and passion and success. That's a whole lot of stuff. It is. If you visit inthelifeofzen.com to subscribe and join our tribe today. Right? Yeah, there's that expression. I was just thinking about that the other day. Um, there's an expression that, uh, if you want a bikini body, you put a bikini on your body at the end. <laughs> That's your yeah. bikini body, right? <laughs> yeah. I, was, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking too, though, you know, there's this giant misconception that if you are a larger person, you're somehow not healthy. Right. That's, or if you're, if you're very thin, you're somehow healthy. That's not, neither of those scenarios are true. They can be but they're not always true. And in fact, I have a, I know someone, a friend who is a health and fitness coach. And she just said something very similar the other day about somebody that was overweight. And I said, that doesn't necessarily mean they're unhealthy. And she's like, yep, you're true. Or you're right. That, that, and I thought, geez, even somebody in that industry mm-hmm. is, you know, just does that as an automatic. I know plenty of super thin people, real thin people that, couldn't do a push-up if their life depended on it. I mean, right. you know, or right, right. get winded walking up a flight yeah. of stairs. How's that healthy? I mean, right. so boy, mm-hmm. we haven't even touched on wrinkles in the aging industry, right? Like that. <laughs> oh God. All I the know. anti-aging campaigns. Yeah. Oh yeah. my. Yeah. Right. Oh, First gosh, off, you can't yeah. anti, you can't reverse aging people. If you haven't figured <laughs> that out, you know, don't oh. buy into the campaigns, but the whole anti-aging, it's like, well, that's just now. Do I think we should invest in taking care of ourselves? hundred percent. That meaning our skin, our bodies, what we put into it, what we're doing to our faces, you know, just, yes, absolutely take, it's a form of self-care. So don't neglect yourself, but also know it's part of life. Like what, what a gift that I get to age, right? I have friends who didn't make it past the age of 30 for illnesses or car accidents or whatever, What a gift for me. What a privilege that I'm still here. Wrinkles and all like, Mm -hmm. yes, I love my eye wrinkles. It means I smile a lot, you know, or I don't mind. So what a privilege to us. I feel like that's what we need to look at. And I like that you said earlier, we need to lift each other up. So 
going forward, when I see Gwen Stefani, if I'm thinking negative, I'm going to say three positives. But <laughs> the other thing to tie in the celebrities is remember when a couple years ago, when um, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira did the halftime show for the uh, football, Super what's Bowl. it called? Super Bowl. Thank I you didn't very much. see it, but I heard about it. Yeah. They looked phenomenal. And yet it was this big controversy. I remember with my neighbors and online of like, oh my gosh, it was so erotic. Like how dare them to that kind of a show. And I thought, do you have little girls with you? Because if your first thought when you're seeing these, you know, Jennifer Lopez in her fifties, Shakira as a mom, you know, they both have kids. They looked amazing. If the first thing that you're saying, especially if there's little girls around you is like, oh, look at her, that floozy, like, what is she doing? Instead of like, wow, look at her. She looks amazing. Like good for her for staying in shape. I think there's a negativity that without us realizing it, we're saying whether it's about ourselves or about people we're seeing in the media that will affect those around us. So we all need to be very conscious about how we're speaking to ourselves, right? That negative or the positive talk. And also what we're saying, especially if we have people specifically little girls around us right mm-hmm. i think we have to be very because it's what we there's our kids are sponges so if we're looking in the mirror and we have issues with what we see and we're saying that in front of them don't be surprised if they start to develop those same issues or you know disorders that you have that's exactly right and is when people work with me when mothers work with me how can i help my daughter i'm like well, you got to clean up your own got to clean it up for yourself and you got to watch what mm-hmm. you're saying. You got to watch what people are saying in front of your kids. Yeah. And I think you're, I think you nailed it. You know, it's like, why are we even talking about their bodies? I mean, their bodies were like, yeah, you're right. They were, they were on, they were spot on. They're gorgeous, but like, they were also like physical and like it was all, and it was almost like, it was like the world was responding from their own discomfort of them right. not looking that way. And so it was shame on you for looking so good. Right. Right. And so it's like, and that tells me like, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah, yeah. it goes back to what you were saying, Natasha, as far as health, because we can look at other women and be like, oh, she must love her body because look how good she looks. Mm-hmm. Oh, she mm-hmm. must be really uncomfortable in her body because, you know, she's o- overweight, you know, whatever that mm-hmm. means. So we're, we're putting these stamps on people. And once again, like we're all in the same boat. I was crazy. I hated my body when it was 10 pounds, 15 pounds lighter than it is right now. And so yeah. I have had, cause I don't come from big numbers and that people will be like, well, easy for you to say to love your body, Marla, because of what you look like. I'm well, well, actually, no, this, <laughs> right, yeah. this, this experience of not liking our body and fighting our body and fighting our food and the emotional eating. And we haven't even gotten into any of all, any of that yet, but isn't, it doesn't matter what size you are. This is, this affects every body. Right. And there's, yeah. there's yeah. a book I want to just throw out there. It's called health at every size. And it is a book, a philosophy, a movement, you'll find health of every size, coaches, fitness people, um, doctors, right? Because a lot of doctors are are putting this stigma on people too. Mm-hmm. So the health at every size is about, and it's, it's a research science-based book on the myths 
that say that, that um, extra weight means that you are, is the reason you have heart disease, is the reason you have all these symptoms. And it goes mm-hmm. deeply into the, the science of it all. And it was, it really supported me in my journey of like turning that around and, and turning it around from the intellect and being like, oh, okay. So when everyone's telling me the only way I'm healthy is if I'm really thin is just not true. Right, right. right so right. obviously we know, cause lots of, lots of things affect, you know, negative talk, talk, who we surround ourselves, media, all of these things are playing such a big role in how we view ourselves and how we talk to ourselves. But this also has a big impact on our personal power, on our success, right? On our relationships. So can we talk a little bit more about that? Just how, you know, uh, why it's important to now shift kind of that paradigm shift of negative to positive to ensure that we reach our full potential. Yes. Because this isn't just about, oh, I accept my body, yoo-hoo, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's like, what is the why? Why do we want to stop um, the dieting, restricting, emotional eating cycle? Why do we want to accept our body? It doesn't stop there. We want to do that. I wanted to do that because I realized how much I was missing out on life. Right. I wasn't showing up fully. I wasn't present with people because if I was at a party, I was thinking about the food that was right behind them, right? I was obsessed with my body instead of being connected with the person in front of me. And the the choices that we make around our business, right? The choices we make, you know, you know, Jennifer, you you were saying you were apologizing for yourself, but you showed up here. Right. There could have been another, you know, another version of Jennifer's like, I do not feel good. I'm not going to do this today. Right. The times that we don't feel good about our, our bodies. So we make that as an excuse for not showing up. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, I believe that it's not necessarily that we have low self-esteem I think, and I think some of us do, and that is an issue and we need to boost ourselves up. But I think this not accepting ourselves and this negative self-talk is a way to dumb ourselves down. Mm -hmm. What if, what if you let yourself be who you are right now, (gasps) right? (laughs) What if you let yourself be like, I am Marla, right? I am like powerful and strong and I can create all these things. Like, like when we feel our own power, there's, there's can be like, Whoa, what do I do with that? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I'm being, I'm being asked to be of service in a way that feels scary and vulnerable. So I think we do it on, even on a subtle and a subtle uh, unconscious way that we choose to put these layers of I'm not good enough my body isn't good enough on ourselves so we don't have to fully show up. Right. And so when we begin to notice that and begin to be aware of that, we can take these mini steps. You know, when we think about, you know, I think about sex, right? Like the moments where we don't show up fully in, mm-hmm. in our relationships, in these intimate moments because of the fear of being seen in the the belly roll or the whatever. And what does Mm -hmm. that do? That gets in the way of intimacy. But sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes we can use that. Oh, I'm embarrassed of it. But really there's something more vulnerable happening. It's actually being seen. Like 
oh, I'm, I'm really being seen here. I'm not just naked physically. My soul is naked and I'm letting this person see all of me, all of my imperfections that are showing up in this moment as my, my belly roll or whatever, but mm-hmm. it, it's a deeper, it's, it, it's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know how many, you know, I've had so many of my clients, you know, say to me, well, when I lose the weight, then I'll ask for the promotion. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, that what? what does that have to do with that? I don't understand. Right. Like it's right. your business is you're not even a model. You, you know, you work, you're an accountant. What is that? <laughs> that Ain't nobody caring what you weigh. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's a, it's a confidence thing, though. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah it is right? a it's, yeah. it's a confidence yeah. thing. And it's, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not going to go out on a date unless I, you know, I lose this weight. I get it. That's a right. confidence thing. And it's about being able to show fully show up. But there's also the fear of it, it, it's a way that we can keep ourselves safe. Right. Yeah. Right. So and you said and you said that and I had said this before we got started. It's you know, it's it's so much more socially acceptable for us to complain about something rather than talk about something that we like about ourselves. And yet Mm -hmm. that that's problematic for all sorts of reasons. But one of the biggest ones I see is because if you're focused on that negative, then you, you're just bypassing the positive, right? But if you spent more time saying, you know what, my stomach maybe doesn't look the way I want, but damn, I got some great legs, mm-hmm. you know? And if you say more things yeah. like that, not only to yourself, because to yourself is great, but to other people, yeah. right? Because I mean, if I start saying to you, Jen, I, I go, ah, you like my dress? I absolutely love it. Look at how it makes my shoulders look or whatever right. the heck I'm saying. That's going to, that's giving you permission to turn around and say something very similar about yourself. And now we've opened up a different type of conversation, right? Yeah. And I think let's challenge, let's start with us, right? But for everyone listening, make that a challenge for yourself. When you're with your mm-hmm. girlfriends, it's easier with your, you could do it with your partners, you know, if you're married to a gentleman, but whomever you're with, whatever partnership you're with, but especially with your girlfriends to lift each other up, let's let's challenge ourselves to do that. So whenever we mm-hmm. see each other, we have to compliment ourselves on something ourselves. like Tasha. Like yeah. look at how look at how great my nails look today. Look at how toned my arms look, whatever it is, right? Look at how awesome my toes look in these shoes, you know, whatever. Let's start to compliment one thing, but let's make it a habit. Every time we hang out, we'll start with one thing because it's true. How often do we do that? But we compliment each other all the time, but we never compliment ourselves, not ourselves. But what we do is we also complain about like, Oh my God. Yeah. No kidding. And on top of it, we complain. Right. And on top of it, we don't, fully accept compliments. Like I notice a right. lot of what I do. Somebody's be like, I like your dress. And I'd be like, oh yeah, I totally got it on sale. That's not, mm. that's not accepting a compliment. Right. That's basically. Totally not. <laughs> I do that all like, the whatever. time. Yes. I do too. Yeah. yeah. And I do I it under the guise yeah, you know, of helping them out, but it's not really right. I'm not helping anybody right. out by doing that. Yeah, nobody's going to go run like, in modesty, like, oh, you know, but no, if someone gives you a compliment, they like, thank you so much. Take it. I really Take appreciate it. you said that because I feel damn good today. So thank you. I'm glad you acknowledged it. I'm glad you recognized it versus because I do the same thing. Like, oh, this old thing. I've had this forever. Oh, I got know? this at Target 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that so what I say about that, that I, I just say, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off. Right? Stop bitching. Stop it. 
<laughs> knock it off. Yeah. And I, yeah. but I think that creates, I think what you said, Natasha is exactly right. When we begin to, and as leaders, right? Like you two are leaders. I'm a leader as a leader, as a woman, it is my responsibility to love my body and take mm-hmm. care of it. Yeah. Because yeah. I, you're, I say that same thing. You, we give permission to other women to do the same thing. Right. right? And sometimes, yeah. And, and sometimes it can feel even comfortable, like, wow, you have, you know, I really, you know, I, I love your shoulders, whatever. Whoa, like, thank, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to accept that. Yeah. That feels <laughs> real uncomfortable, but I'll take yeah. that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Right. So yeah. even yeah. honoring and acknowledging the like, okay, I'm going to allow that in, or I'm going to try to allow that in is mm-hmm. even you know the piece mm-hmm. and I, I you know when we think about our business and we think about being successful we need to know what we're good at mm-hmm. like Absolutely. that's important like i'm mm-hmm. really good at organizational skills i'm not i'm not saying that i am but i'm just using it <laughs> 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 no let's say me like so i'll do me as an example right so yeah. I am a, a really good speaker. I'm a great mom. I have hot legs, right? <laughs> um, I, I know how to coach people and go really deep with people. I know where to feel them, experience them and still guide them out of it. So I know my strengths mm-hmm. and it's so important for us if we want to be successful and not just be successful for ourselves, but to be successful, to serve other people. Like you two are doing what you're doing and you're, you're interviewing me. You, you need to own that you are good interviewers. Mm-hmm. It's important for you in order for you to be of service. So when we're looking at this, is it's not just about us feeling good for ourselves, but it's honoring ourselves so that we can show up more fully in what we have in our potentials. Now, yes, it's good to know, okay, well, that part of what I'm doing is, right, like I could be a little bit more organizational, like I said, Mm -hmm. and that could be a piece that, okay, I know that about myself, but that piece isn't overweighing all these other things. I just know I need to get someone maybe to help me with with this. Sure. Right, so it's building ourselves up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Focus on your strengths, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I feel like this is this, not I feel, I know this is a really important topic that we need to have more of these conversations. So I wish we had all the time in the world to dive into this and hopefully we'll continue to talk more because I think this is, this is key, you know, to help us thrive personally and professionally. I think the way we speak to ourselves and look at ourselves is huge. So Mm -hmm. Marla, for you, if you had to give our listeners three takeaways to help them on this journey, what would you tell them? I would say, do whatever you can to stop that negative self-talk. Like, okay. I feel like that is so important. So, yeah. and there's, a, there, there are ways, and I, I teach that to, you know, I've done so many talks around, the exact way to unwind the negative talk. And we're talking about it right now. I think that Mm -hmm. is the fundamental thing. If I was to say one thing, that would be it. And within that, it is the next thing would be to become your own best friend. Mm -hmm. And when we look at that, that really incorporates incorporates the positive self-talk. 
right? You're not yeah. going to talk mean to your friend, right? <laughs> right. You're not, yeah. mm-hmm. you're yeah. not, you know, and your friend isn't judgmental, right? And your yeah. friend shows up for you. Like becoming your own best friend is, it's key. It's key and, and entrusting ourselves and, be, and, and finding that relationship where we listen and we talk. We don't talk at ourselves and we don't put ourselves down and we don't tell ourselves how much sleep we need and how, what we're going to yeah. eat. No, we listen to our bodies. I guess that would be free mm-hmm. for me, yeah. which is a part yeah. of being our friend. We have to learn and people, this is a big thing. Like, well, how do I listen? I don't even know how to listen to myself, but it's beginning to have this conversation and regaining trust with ourselves so that yep. we are in relationship with ourselves where we're not telling ourselves something we're, we're, we're listening like a friend would. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that those would be my takeaways. And within that, we could have many conversations about yeah. all of that. No, I yeah, I it. feel like we need to have more conversations with you for sure. Yeah, yeah there's so many different directions and avenues we could go mm-hmm. off on. Yeah, there. this is a yeah. this yeah. we need to dive into this a lot more. You know, one thing that's interesting, we've talked a lot about different exercises throughout these podcasts that we can do. Mm-hmm. And we've talked in the past about writing a love letter to yourself, right? With all of your accomplishments mm-hmm. and how great you are. What if you were to write a love letter to your body? Mm-hmm. We know yeah. like all of the things that you love and appreciate about your body. So not about your accomplishments, not about your dream life, but about your body. What does that love letter say? So do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think, you know, it, not what you cannot be everything you love. Can't focus on the negative because you can write a love letter to someone else. You're not going to pinpoint their bad qualities. So don't do that when you write a love letter to your own body. But I think to get started, right, to listen and to start appreciating. And then when those negative words come up, just like we always talk about, you know, if you have a negative or a limiting belief or negative self-talk, you replace it instantly with a positive. Maybe you replace it with something like, I love this. I may not love my legs. Like if you think that as soon as that thought comes into your head, but say, man, I, my nose is perfection, you know, (laughs) whatever you want to say. So I think that's a, that's key. I think we should incorporate that too. into some of our self-care rituals is write a love letter to your body. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, Marla, this has been so good. And I think um, if you're open to it, we'd love to have you back and kind of dive into more because I feel like each of these areas we discuss can be its own little segment. So if you're open to it, we will kind of reach back out to you. And and this is huge. But in the meantime, if individuals want to know more about you, find you online, work with you, where can they find you? They can find me at loveyourbodyloveyourself.com. And I'm at Love Your Body, Love Yourself Always. I also have a Facebook group. It's very small and intimate. If you want to join that, it's um, Peace with Food and Body Confidence. So you can Mm -hmm. find that on Facebook. So lots of ways to connect. Awesome. We'll put those in the show notes as well. Of course. And then one last thing, one last question we'd like to ask all of our guests is if you have a mantra or an affirmation, that you repeat to yourself on a regular basis? And if you do, are you willing to share that with us? Hmm. So many different ones that I'm, uh, uh, I am here. I am here. I am here. And for me, that just brings me right back to myself. 
it takes all the energy of the go out, 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 and just brings me back in connection to myself and to my heart and to the part of me that needs me the most. And it helps me connect deeper to that place of, of self-love. Thank you for listening to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. We hope you're feeling inspired to take control of your finances, create balance, and live your best life. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know anyone else who would benefit from this content, spread the love by taking a snapshot of this podcast, sharing on social media, and tagging In the Life of Zen. And stay tuned for more from In the Life of Zen. Visit us at inthelifeofzen.com and follow us on social media at In the Life of Zen.